Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remembering unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride, cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Jess, I am just recovering from a 13 to 14 year case of prom fever. So I am feeling really good (laughs) now that my ailments have passed. Sounds truly awful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I've been really, really focused on the prom fever. (laughs) But thank goodness I'm all better now. Yeah. um, Inexplicably, I was chaperoning a prom for no discernible reason recently, (laughs) Um, even though I haven't, you know, attended a a high school in a long while and I have no ties to this high school besides my sibling goes there. But or um, my best. Yeah, my sibling or my best friend's brother goes there. Yeah. It's the only reason. Um, But of course, we're not alone. We can't possibly discuss a prom episode by ourselves. So we had to bring in the one, the only, Mary Kowalski. Mary, how are you? I'm doing so great. Oh, my gosh. I love talking prom episodes of any TV show. This is one of my favorite things. I've talked about prom episodes of Riverdale. I've talked about prom chapters of Twilight. I just I love talking about prom stuff. And of course, I was thinking back to my prom, which was very different than this prom in some ways and very similar in others. So I'm really excited to talk about it. This is one of my favorite episodes of Boy Meets World. It has one of my favorite sequences of quotes that's on a list on my phone under like if you ever have to do comedic monologues I have that and like comedic partner monologues so I love oh this my oh my gosh I can't wait till we get to that part because I'm so curious to know what it is yes um, but so question for you because I want to know a little bit about your prom experience Sarah and I have discussed proms a little bit on our other show Dawson's Creek um but like I found this 
this prom to be very like a stereotypical television prom where it's always like it's at a hotel like of course the characters we know and love are crowned prom uh, queen and king <laughs> it's like you know what I mean like it's just very tropey in the best way possible yes my prom my senior prom was at a hotel ballroom <laughs> and it was a surprise move because for years before that, our prom was held at other places. My junior prom was held at the college nearby, like one of their gyms. And it it was a just as great. The name of the gym was Slaughter Gym. And that's about oh my. It so it wasn't great. But the my senior prom was nice. Here, let me see if I can share my screen. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I don't know. I don't know if it'll allow me to. Okay. This is... This is a picture of me <laughs> from my senior prom. If you can see it, Tell me, let me know if you can. Yep, here we go. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, wait. Did you? Is this like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine? This was uh, even later than that. I know. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. And yeah, this was my prom. I wore a red dress, very Topanga, mm -hmm. and um, it was for whatever reason. All of the people I went with wore like black and blue was like very popular that year Ooh, and so yeah. I was one of the only people in red so I felt very like oh look at me standing out you did look saucy dress. though you looked good <laughs> it was like classic like David's bridal prom dress that was like what everybody wore <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah well that's very the thing classic. though I definitely said would say your dress feels like a prom dress it is a gown yes. it is floor length very of the time with the strapless like I feel like yes. everybody had the strapless dress Whereas, we'll get to it, but Topanga's dress in this outfit <laughs> looks like a mother of the bride dress. Yes, yes, it does. Her and Angela both have, like, the matching, like, shoulder cardigan kind of thing. You know what I'm talking the about? The matching yes. short. It's Little... like a shawl type of yeah. thing that matches. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't – I feel like a lot of TV shows recently that I've seen – maybe it's just because they were all, like, in the 90s. They all had this very similar – dress look and I'm like that doesn't seem like a prom dress but my yeah. idea of this like when I saw this dress I was like this is what I've always pictured as a child like this is what you wear to the prom <laughs> so that's what I did but yeah we it was at the ballroom we went out to dinner beforehand mm -hmm. as a group and then we went to the ballroom I don't remember a ton from my actual dance not because I had prom fever but because I it just like went by very quickly like I remember going in I remember yeah. I don't even remember like the taking a picture by the like posed oh where like the guy yeah. has his hands like around you from the back and it's like yeah. very yeah oh you yeah. mean this picture oh yes no i don't <laughs> think i have any of those the picture the picture i showed you of me and my prom date was at my parents house and he picked me up there and then we went to like a friend's house where we did like the big group pictures with everybody where everyone met up yeah oh my, oh my gosh picture. these are well, so classic that's the thing I think is like in this in this episode that's the one thing where I was like this doesn't feel typical prom is they never had those like group photos where like yeah. Alan and Amy are like everybody get together like it was shocking to me that they were not requiring that of Sean and Corey so I think one of the best things about this episode is that it's centered around the prom but so little of it is really about like the dance. Like they don't, right. they don't have any yeah. involvement. And, and maybe it's because of sitcom where they like most of the parents are either teachers or the Matthews parents. Like there's no, we don't have like, 
Angela and Topanga's parents like right. standing there talking like you don't even you hear they have a limo but you don't see the limo it's just like you start the episode unlike an hour-long show you start the episode the boys are leaving for prom there's no yeah, like, they're ready <laughs> yeah they're getting going out the door so yeah. I thought it was it, it's like great that the episode is more about a theme than it is about the prom. It's about the idea of it being a big night and then being adults and potentially losing their virginity. Like that's the concept built in with a happy little moral because it's boy meets world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's speaking of the episode, let's get into it because they're like you said, we start off with Sean and Corey already dressed. They're in their tuxedos. They're talking about, oh, it's a big night, the biggest night of our lives. We leave as boys and come back men. And it is like, this is very tropey. I feel like we'd see this a lot if we had an hour-long drama. It would be like, okay, guys are getting ready, talking about getting it in. And girls are getting ready, talking about like, oh, maybe tonight's the night. Like, maybe. You know, it's just like very tropey, which we do get a little bit of. Um, yeah. It's that trope slightly on its head because when we see the girls talk they're like ha we're the ones who really have the power these boys <laughs> think that they're gonna do something but no yeah what fools <laughs> yeah uh and so Corey says all right after prom romance in the air you and angela are gonna look into each other's eyes and sean gets very like I don't know. He gets like a little nervy. He's just like, oh, me and Angela. <laughs> he has like a case of the giggles, Sarah, when you talk he's about sex with him. Well, he's really, really cute. Because I think the thing is, is that if it was anybody else, he would be the cool guy that Angela says that he acts like he is. But he really likes Angela. So I think that feelings get are more prominent than the I'm cool guy, Sean. So he really, yeah. he really likes her. And like the thought of going to the next step with her is, I don't know, I guess really exciting for him. Yeah. And you could tell he's super uncomfortable. And then like, this is also, we'll hear from Angela, how they haven't discussed anything. And he thinks that's very dorky. But <laughs> for Angela, that's like, it's not going to happen unless they have a discussion. But he, he simply cannot. Um, and so he, he, of course he asks, what about you and Topanga? And of course, naturally he's like, well, we discussed it. <laughs> of course we did. We made a chart, made a pro con list. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure that they did. Oh, I know. And maybe it's, maybe I'm just biased towards Boy Meets World, but the couplet of lines of Sean saying, what do you think? We sat down and discussed it. How dorky, dorky do you think we are? What about you and Topanga? Corey says we sat down and discussed it <laughs> that would seem cheesy in another show but the way yeah. that Corey is able to just like <laughs> he's so dorky in everything he does and so it's perfect it's like that is his character he's that guy who's gonna, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's gonna very, sit down and discuss it it's very Corey and Topanga mm -hmm. um I I, I think that I, I, they should sit down and discuss it I think that they both should have talk about expectations of what they want their first time to be it doesn't have to be perfect i think that a lot of kids get into the mindset it has to be this particular way it has to be absolutely perfect but at the very least you should agree on what you're comfortable with with each other right 
Exactly. And so we have like very opposite ends of the spectrum where you have one couple who is weighed down all the pros and cons made a chart and the other couple who really hasn't discussed it at all, but they're both talking about what's going to happen tonight at prom night. Um, and of course, Topanga has said, oh, maybe. And uh, he says, you know, if everything goes perfectly. And so Sean's like, well, obviously you're going to try to make it perfect <laughs> so that you'll get what you want. Um, and so they high five. And of course, here comes Amy and Alan overhearing everything. What are you guys talking about? And of course, this is like very 90s, like, oh, guy stuff, guy stuff. Um, and uh, Alan knows what's going on. And so he's going to have this this chat with them. Uh, where he says prom night it can be a night to remember without it being you know a big night i don't remember anybody from high school during prom that was set on losing their virginity that night i don't like it wasn't really a thing that was talked about with my friends either they already have been there or you know they were nowhere near there yeah i feel the same like for us especially around senior year, that was the time where a lot of, in my friend group, a lot of our parents were allowing us to have like basically a slumber party after the dance with everyone and their dates. But it was like very, I don't know. Every time I talk about high school TV, it cracks me up. I'm like, we didn't have drinking and parties when I was in high school. Like this was the most that you got to, but you, we went to their house. I remember going down into the basement. Everyone's there with their dates. Yeah. They're cuddling. And we watched a movie and then everyone fell asleep. And that was, it was pretty, that, it was that pretty was it. adorable. Well, Mary, I did know. you go anywhere on prom weekend though? Prom and, weekend? Prom weekend. Yeah. We didn't have a prom weekend. We had a oh. beach week after graduation, which was probably a similar thing. Similar like after thing. after you graduate, we went on a, like a week away. And that was where almost everyone, it's like all your first beach week. That That's what it was. But it was the week after graduation. But our prom was in like April. Like it was pretty early in the year. We didn't have the end of the year prom oh, near graduation. So, that's that's really early. Yeah, yeah. we, we uh... – there were definitely people drinking at our senior prom. Uh, I think that even we, the, either my junior prom or my senior prom, our group actually got us kicked out of that location indefinitely. I don't, not my group. I mean, like the senior, the seniors, yeah. the senior groups. So that happened. And then, um, what else? And then, yeah, in Jersey, it was really, really common for you to go down to Seaside Heights, the location of uh, Jersey Shore. And (laughs) you would go there, you would uh, stay at a motel, and you would drink. I almost got a tattoo that weekend. It didn't happen. (laughs) I did get a piercing from a Seaside a boardwalk piercer which i don't recommend and then i think we ended the weekend we went to a five dollar um uh psychic and she told me what did she tell me she told me that i would get married early in life well well that didn't happen (laughs) i don't know like I don't want to sound like we were were doing nothing. I feel like among my group of, group of friends in particular, it was much more common for people to be doing sex type stuff than it would be for them to be drinking or smoking or anything yeah. like that. Uh, like it was yeah. like more like those were the lines that they were going to cross. But even then, most things were much more tape would be like, oh, we're going to skip band class and drive in someone's car to the parking lot and like make out in the back of the car. Like that was more <laughs> what people were doing. Right. Yeah. Saucy. Yeah. Saucy. <laughs> but uh, 
I, yeah, I don't know. We had a kid in our grade whose father owned like the hotel, a hotel nearby. And so that was how we were able to use the hotel for prom. But it was the same hotel that he, we like we got access to that hotel to have like our Quidditch club play outside. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. Okay, no more further questions. Yeah. Yeah. I know. No, I'm just really. Oh man. I mean, who thought I wasn't a dork in high school? Come on, let's be honest. But <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. Like, did you have these like this conversation though? I feel like this is such a trope of television where it's like, oh, it's prom night. Stuff's gonna happen. But I I agree with you, Mary. It was either like people were either gonna have sex or not. They weren't gonna wait for prom night as the the reason to have sex. It- <laughs> I think yeah. there are probably some people who did who it just so happened that the group I went with, especially everyone was in either very new relationships or it was like someone they had a crush on that they were going to prom with. Like the person I went to prom with was that's a really long story. But basically it was it was someone who I kind of knew was kind of friends with maybe was like, oh, maybe maybe I'll like them. Maybe we'll kiss like maybe it'll be that kind of connection. But I I wasn't mm-hmm. dating them. I think if I had been dating my high school boyfriend at that time who I dated from junior and senior year and then through college but not during prom we were broken up just in that one like he prom. really didn't want to go to prom we, the weird thing is we were still friends we went to his house after for like for the summer party I was there with him but we if we were together at that time maybe it would have been a discussion because mm-hmm. we would have dated for longer but yeah, nobody, nobody that I know of did. I'm sure some people did. Nobody for sure got a room at that hotel. It was way too expensive. No one was That's doing the that. Thing. Yeah. So that is like the very tropey thing too of like stay, getting a room at the hotel where your prom is. And so Alan sits down with them and he's just like, listen, things can happen in a minute that could change your life forever. And they're both like, yes, dad. Yes, dad. Okay. Have a great time. And like, to me, this was so rushed where it's like, okay, we're out the door. And Amy's like, wait, let me grab a quick photo of you. And what? Okay. I don't know any parent who's just like, oh, it's fine in the kitchen. No, there was like a stage <laughs> thing. It was like, oh, we need yeah. to find the best lighting in the best area. Like, they, please tell me they would have gone out to Feeney's garden and gotten yes. like a really nice photo, especially Sarah, this camera. <laughs> camera that amy is using really like brought me back because obviously it has regular film it's not digital but like Mm -hmm. it's so like big and clunky while still being like you know how blurry those photos must have been the The only thing that we're missing is the little camcorder that your dad would carry around and be like hey hey there uh and then you would have those videos for the rest of your life and then you would have to pay the 300 bucks to get it transformed to legacy box like I had to do. <laughs> it's like, thank goodness I had a coupon code from RHAP. If not, I don't know how I would have been able to afford Legacy Box. Yeah, oh my so they, gosh. They do like the quick little like one, two, snap, snap. Good to go. We're off. Um, And so then Amy like sets the um sets the camera on the table. And this is the moment. This was so strange to me that this is the moment. Because this, to me, this is a huge episode. Like, we didn't necessarily need anything else. Like, the plotline B could have really been anything and it would have been fine because the prom episode is such a big episode. But this is the time where Amy just, like, whips out a pregnancy test and she's like, I'm pregnant. And Alan's just like, ah, ha, ha, you're so funny. She's like, no, I'm not kidding. I'm pregnant. And she hands him, like, two different pregnancy tests. And I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of with Alan where he's just like, Oh, he's shocked. And 
in my opinion, like Amy has had time to sit with this news for how, I don't know how long ago she took the pregnancy test, but she's had time to like digest it. She immediately gets mad at Alan for not having this like happy reaction, Mary. And it is just like, like he has two kids who were like college aged. What do you mean? Like you're upset with him. It's at least helped by the really funny line where she says, aren't you happy? And he says, I don't understand the question. (laughs) That's true. true. Love that moment. I think that it's clear that the pregnancy subplot, and I don't know if they were planning for them to be pregnant like before this, or if they were just like, oh, this will be a great bit, is it's the life lesson that Alan was trying to teach Corey and Sean about like how things can happen that'll change your life forever. And so they're like, well, let's just let's just make them the example, I guess. But yeah, I it's sad that he's not instantly happy, but I'm sure he's shocked. <laughs> like I just feel I'm sure, like it's I'm a lot of she's not shocked. They were, I mean, they weren't really about to be empty nesters because they still have Morgan and Morgan wherever is she is, still relatively young. I don't know how old she is, but she's not in high school yet. Uh, so they were kind of they were like nearly empty nesters, and to have a whole nother baby, I feel like it's a lot. Uh, yeah. We just saw this in Dawson's Creek, actually. The where timing of everything is pretty wild that we lots, got to both of those plot lines and both lots shows. Lots of babies. Lots of babies. This um, is what shows did when they had nothing else going on in their plot. They're just like, let's nothing, just drop a baby going. I, and then here. I don't think nothing was going on in Boy Meets World. Like, I feel like this was a lot was about to happen. Corey and the yeah. gang were about to go into college. That's a big thing. Why do we think that we needed baby Joshua? I don't I think know. I wonder if it was like a ratings thing more so than the writers feel like they were struggling. You know what I mean? Like mm. were the ratings struggling? Did they feel like they needed like an influx of a new baby to bring in new viewers? I don't know, but it is a very common thing that happens in, in this time in these types of shows. It almost feels like how underutilized baby Joshua is. It almost feels like Mary is right. They're like, we've really need to hone in this point so we're just going to come up with this pregnancy line just now (laughs) right in the second yeah maybe it's also an idea of like okay they're gonna go to college and we're not going to see the home life as much and we kind of need an excuse in the future for why maybe amy and alan are busy and can't like do other things oh well they've just had another child maybe that's why although i do think like the morgan thing probably would have been enough if they they included her yeah yeah um and so he runs after her because she's very upset that he's not doesn't have the reaction she was hoping for um meanwhile we go to Topanga's house where Angela and Topanga are getting ready they're like pretty much ready at this point um and they talk about what's gonna happen tonight and Topanga asks if Sean and Angela have talked about it and she says we haven't really talked about it people think he's really cool but he's actually really shy he has had a hard time (laughs) discussing it and she decided that we're not ready until he's ready to talk about it and honest to god Angela is the most like level-headed, smart person on this entire freaking show. She needs more credit for that because she is the one who gives like the best advice. She is like the most even keeled. I love Angela. And I think this is perfectly acceptable. This makes a lot of sense to me. This is a line. I I don't know if Boy Meets World, like if I remember it from this, but this was a line that I touted all through like high school and college when when people would talk to me about stuff and I'd be like well if you can't talk about it then you're not ready <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I think that's like probably the best advice it was I I have recited this advice a, a couple of times but the advice I was told if was if you're not 
mature enough and ready to buy your own condoms, then you're not ready to have sex. Like buy your own, like instead of asking somebody to buy them for you because you're embarrassed. Yeah. So it's, it's along the same lines. Yeah. And Topanga says they've been thinking about it too. Her and Corey have been through so much. Now that we know that how much we love each other, we've decided when the time is exactly perfectly right. And Angela says, so when you say so, and Topanga says, yes, (laughs) which it's, it's nice that they both kind of recognize what's going on. You know what I mean? Like both of them are very aware of like what's going on with the guys and they, they read them like a book. Um, and so then the, there's a knock at the door and there's the guys, uh, and Sean just goes, and then I feel like this is a very common, like literally a line that is in so many shows where it's just, wow, you look, wow. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think this is a real thing though. That people don't do this. I don't, I think that's so tropey that people are just, they, they make the connection to say you look great or like you look beautiful. You look gorgeous. I don't know. Maybe I'm not told that enough. Maybe I don't know. Maybe nobody <laughs> says wow to me. Yeah, maybe you're it's so because distracted with their beauty that you can't think of the word beautiful <laughs> yeah. or pretty or anything. Yeah. Uh, and so they they leave. He gives her a corsage. They walk out, and then we get Corey and Topanga. Um, and uh, and they're like, oh, we'll be waiting in the limo. Which, like you said, Mary, mm-hmm. we never actually see. Um, and did you all have limos to go to your prom? No, we were not allowed to because of the drinking concerns. So we all had to take a bus. Oh, like your school paid for a bus or something? Yeah. Yeah. What did you have to drive to your school? And then the school, like it was like a, wow. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. Neither have I. I didn't go to prom, so I certainly didn't have a limo. Um, But I want to say my friend group that did go, I think they got a limo. It was definitely like a thing people did. It wasn't banned at our school or anything. Yeah. I know my sister had a limo, but she was not the one paying for that. Otherwise, (laughs) she would not have had a limo. We didn't. I think I drove with my date. I'm honestly, I, it's hard to remember. I, yeah. It was like a blur. I just remember eating dinner and then being at the prom. So yeah. it's happened. weird to me that they would think that you all taking a bus would prevent drinking. Cause like, how is that going to yeah. stop you from drinking exactly? Beforehand, but you can't, I, you maybe bring, it was like, drinking and driving. Maybe that was the concern. Well, that would make more sense. That I would guess. definitely make more sense that they're like, okay, let's transport everybody. So there's no chance that they could drive themselves. And then that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I don't know. See, it's a, it's a blur. It was many a years yeah. ago. I've had prom fever for a long time. So, yeah. Uh, and so Corey talks to Topanga and he says, there's no one else in the world. I'd rather be with tonight. I just want everything to go. And Topanga says, perfectly right. Me too. Um, but of course there's already going to be some issues because the doorbell rings and Howie is there and Howie is wearing like a dumb and dumber style. <laughs> what is with this subplot? This was something I had forgotten. Just Howie showing up in his powder blue suit and cummerbund. And he's like, yeah, remember when I mentioned, I asked you if you had a date to prom a couple weeks ago and you said no. And I said, great. Th- that's us going together. Right. And <laughs> Corey and Topanga have this really great like conversation that clearly he can hear. They're just like, this is not going to be exactly perfectly right. I want everything to be exactly perfectly right. Oh, gosh. Get back in the Plymouth, Howie is a great line. Yeah. Um, I don't understand where Howie came from. Like, it doesn't make sense 
we've never met Howie before. I guess for me, it would have made more sense if it was like a person we had at least some knowledge of, but he's just like, oh, don't you remember? Um, I asked if you had a date and you said no. And I said, great. As if that's saying yes to somebody to go to prom. Like, obviously this is pre-promposals and all of that. Were those a thing, Mary, when you were in high school? Yes. Yes. Oh my my promposal was pretty good. It was fairly new because I remember when I was in 11th grade, I had like a homecoming promposal as well. It was more oh low key. My gosh. But my senior year prom one, it was a big deal. And I got uh, a clue handed to me that led to another clue that led me on oh, a like little a scavenger hunt. It was like a survivor esque like immunity necklace, and then I had an immunity necklace that was handmade wrapped up oh, on amazing. my car in the parking lot with a sign that said, "Will you go to prom with me?" It was in like a yeah, in a very survivory kind of way. Like I found the immunity idol. That's very fun. That was not, I don't remember promposals being a thing when I was in high school. I feel like we we like just missed the boat on them. They Ah. were like a few years later is when it was like a big thing. I think like senior pranks were more like at the height of their power back then. I'm fairly certain. I don't remember if it was my class or a different class that did. They put a bunch, which now that I'm thinking was very wasteful, but they took a bunch of plastic forks and they, we had this big hill um, behind our school that like a lot of people would go sledding on in the winter. And there was this huge hill. So it kind of was like a perfect canvas. And they took a bunch of plastic forks and they like wrote out something. And like, uh, did your class have like catchphrases or something? Like each class had its own like catchphrase? Yeah, we we had that. But like, I I think... The prank thing had just like ended. Like pranks weren't in, but promposals were brand new for us because yeah. they were all like in the school newspaper. Like my junior and senior year, everyone was like, "It's prom, like promposal fever." That, yeah, that was a new phenomenon. Wait, what did they write? They write they wrote out your class phrase, right? So it was like the class phrase was like, "Stick a fork in us, we're done," or something like so <laughs> stupid. Gotcha. And so they wrote this out in like plastic forks, which they stuck into like the the grass on the hill. Um, I don't know why that was a thing, but I remember that was I wasn't involved in that, but I remember that was like something that happened. If you had asked me a couple weeks ago what my class phrase was I would not have remembered and I still can't quite remember but I remember that they were selling shirts it was all about the word swag like swag was very oh no (laughs) it was really bad and very like of the times yeah like I remember the cross-country boys had these shirts that said something about pretty boy swag and I'm like oh no no. it's so bad (laughs) and yeah and so I know that we had some sort of oh they said senior swag that's what they said on them so like that was the whole it was so bad yeah I don't think I owned that shirt but they definitely had it that was a thing yeah and so right so yeah so I don't understand how how we got involved or like where how he is from or how we thought and I don't understand honestly okay I know Topanga is like super sweet and super nice but like I don't understand how she's just like oh I feel so guilty I feel bad you know like I don't know, Sarah, if it's me and I'm Topanga, I'm just like, sorry, Howie, like, we definitely didn't have a date. What's the harm in bringing poor Howie around with them, too? What's the harm? Because that's the third wheel nobody needs. But this was their scam because they had a friend that did it, too. 
Yeah. I when they get to the prom and they see their friend dressed exactly the same, it's like this In is clearly another a, a, couple. Yeah, a plan that they both had, like, oh, we'll just sort of guilt these couples into letting us come. Yeah. I don't know why I want that though. It's not even like he gets to dance with Topanga or like he take a did. picture with her. Did he dance he with her? Did. I missed yeah, that. Yeah, he did get to dance with the Topanga. He how he really got and okay, wait, this is did we did we mention the corsage switch? No, which, no, not okay. yet. So this was this was fascinating. So Howie had a corsage and brought it and gave it to Topanga, but Corey had a corsage that right. he's gonna give to Topanga. So then he, Corey, gave his corsage meant for Topanga to Howie. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> it was a it was a whole full shuffle. What's the harm, Jessica? Because I don't know. I mean, if I'm Corey or Topanga, I'm just like, this is not what I signed up for because it's (laughs) like, I don't even know. I mean, I I guess I don't know for sure how well Topanga knows Howie, but if he's just some random guy, it'd be different if they were friends. But if he's just some rando, I'm like, I don't want to spend my prom that is supposed to be this like once in a lifetime event like placating this guy who doesn't understand that saying or, do you have a date is not the same thing as will you go with me to the prom sometimes that's true sometimes <laughs> you have to make sacrifices remember the story where i went to the prom with that guy even though i wanted to go with uh my then boyfriend but because i already promised yeah, I but that's going- very different than this situation <laughs> I guess. I'm just saying sometimes you have to sacrifice your happiness yeah. at prom. Well, both of them are seemingly sacrificing things because I I do love the conversation between Corey and Topanga through gritted teeth, which Howie obviously can overhear, where uh Topanga's just like, Corey, I feel bad. Topanga, this is our prom night. <laughs> Uh, and so, so yeah, and so they they decide, okay, Howie, let's go. You want to be our date? And they like surround him and okay, at the prom itself, too. Like, I don't understand why Corey and Topanga let Howie sit in between them also is a thing. <laughs> well, they, they go to sit at the table and Howie, like, grabs a chair and pulls it between them. Oh I, I feel like it's I, – I kind of agree with both of you because if it was me, I would definitely have been like, sorry, Howie, like, better luck next time. Yeah. <laughs> but but also with Sarah, it's like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, okay, he's going to sit there for a couple of minutes. You're going to, you're basically going to ignore him for most of the rest of the night. So it's okay. I'm more blown away with the fact that how did Eric and Jack become chaperones? Whose okay. idea was this? This, this is the worst yes. idea. It most unbelievable part of this idea, entire episode. Right? Like Feeney had to bring them in. That's the but only. Why, is, why do I think that they're responsible enough for I this? And why do they want to be there? I yeah, that know. too. Eric, well, Jack I can kind like- of understand because, like, that was Eric's golden years. Like, he was like the pretty popular boy. Of course, he would want to go back to co- uh, high school and relive those years. Jack, I've no, he didn't even go to John Adams High. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, it seems like Jack is like on a mission to be like, these kids are going to enjoy their prom. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, in a very aggressive manner, which feels to be like you're ruining people's proms. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make sense why either one of them are there. Howie, on the other hand, is thrilled. And apparently his friend has pulled the same. This is where I yeah. think this is a con job. These yeah, two boys is. were like, we don't have dates. Let's hoodwink these two popular girls into thinking or uh, they think that we think that we are going to prom with them. Yeah. And that way we could sit with them. But in my mind, Howie, go sit with your friend. It'd be fine. You know, you obviously have a friend. It is not like you are friendless in this world. 
Go sit with your friend, Hallie. What are you doing? This is the biggest. This is kind of like the Tindler Swindler, but in <laughs> Boy Meets World form. This is a big con. Yeah. Um, it, it would make more sense if these were characters we knew, like if Minkus was still around or something. Yeah. But since it's someone that just came up, it, it's such a non-factor. It's just funny that in a 22-minute episode, they can cram in this, like, I can't even call it a side plot, but like this other thing when they they really just blow through so much of what's happening. Like, you know, Jack and Eric are there. They're both both talking about how they were so preoccupied with prom fever from their own proms. They only remember thinking about what might happen after. I get the feeling that Eric is just kind of like trying to agree with Jack to be like, cool with him like i get the feeling that eric like nothing actually probably happened for eric Mm -hmm. no i wish that we did see eric's prom though because i feel like that would be really interesting and fun but it didn't happen um so (laughs) eric asks, did anything happen and jack says none of your business and then eric says me neither so yeah i guess nobody had uh, a reason to have prom fever yeah all these uh, boys and then more sean being so like adorably <laughs> nervous when he's like oh well this has been one heck of a prom and now that it's over they've been there for like five minutes want to go hang out in the back of the limo angela and do what sean i don't know play <laughs> yeah the way he says that it is like and i feel like i understand angela's reasoning i understand like if he can't even have a conversation with her about it but mm-hmm. like i also feel for sean because like it is an awkward conversation to have and he's trying but he just like doesn't know what to say because he like cannot say the words like will you have sex with me or can yeah. we have sex he's just like can we play <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> is that the um, move <laughs> that's, no, I mean, it's not, not for angela move. no um and then we have Corey and Topanga dancing and Corey and it, I, I love that the show points it out where he's like, it's prom's going to be over soon. And she's just like, we just got here. Cause in yeah. my head, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. They just got here. Uh, and he says, no, we didn't just get here. I mean, it's taken us 15 years to get here. Mm-hmm. We're not kids anymore. Topanga. We're adults. I think we're ready for an adult relationship. And shockingly, I felt like this was pretty shocking where Topanga was immediately like, yeah, let's get a hotel room. I feel like she was playing chicken with him. Yeah. Like you didn't think, yeah, like she didn't think he'd actually go do it. Yeah. I think she's kind of calling his bluff and also kind of like wants to convince herself that she's ready as well. Yeah. And clearly he's not because he faints. (laughs) (laughs) And then we get a really fun interaction with him and the receptionist. This is Um, it. This is my favorite scene. I love love Mr. Hotel Guy. This is the guy. I don't know if either of you have seen Parks and Rec, but this guy plays like such a fun random side character in Parks and Rec when Ben is trying to get an accounting job. And he is like obsessed with Ben's bad jokes. And so just by proxy, I love this guy because him and that is so funny. And I think he does such a great job here. This the whole scene with Corey and the hotel man. I I don't know when you would ever need like a partner. Yeah. 
dialogue for like an audition or something. But if you did, the, all I want is to be able to do this one. Okay, and be so the Corey which, here. Okay, so you yeah. want the Corey? Well, yeah, do you, you wanna... just like, need some person being. The, oh okay. yeah, it's my favorite. It's my okay, favorite. Okay, so let's let's make Mary's dreams come true. Uh, <laughs> Jessica, do you want to play the role of the hotel man? Or... No, you you play the role. Of hotel okay, man. then do you want to do you want to do the uh the script prompts? Yes. Then? Okay, so we're in the hotel lobby. Corey is grinning ear to ear, and he approaches the man at the reception. Hello. Hello. Are you checking in? Me. No, no. You thought I was checking in. I was just uh, admiring your bell here. <laughs> What's this made of? Real bell? <laughs> no, no. I was just here to say ding, ding. Hello. Hello. Uh, the man turns his back on Corey, who hovers awkwardly at the front desk. Uh, hi. I I'd like a room, please. Okay for the reason of tiredness and uh, it's been a very long journey then you need a bed uh but it it doesn't have to be a bed i mean we could we could do some dancing first so will you want a king size bed or two doubles um what would you recommend for someone, <laughs> someone such as me well have you ever been tired before um, no, no, actually, this is my, my first time ever being tired. Hmm, yes. And how, exactly how tired are you? Well, let's put it this way. If I don't get a room real soon, I might as well fall asleep right here. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want that to happen. So, one room, one bed, one big night. <laughs> as Mary nods. <laughs> Um, name? Oh, why? I, I mean, why Why do you need that? Just a name to put into my computer. Any name will do. Oh, oh, this is silly. You must go through this all the time. I'll just, I'll, I'll give you my real name. It's, uh, it's Don, Don Quixote. Uh, that's new. Address? 1414 De La Mancha. So, Senor Quixote de la Mancha, I'll just be needing your credit card then. And did Corey I does did not I have one? <laughs> did I catch you off guard, uh, Senor Quixote? Uh, credit card? Uh, card crito? I've left mi casa without it. <laughs> and he runs away to Eric. I, this whole bit, okay, so maybe it's because I was obsessed with Don Quixote. But this whole thing cracked me up. And it's the the part about uh, him <laughs> saying it's my first time ever being tired. Yeah. How tired are you? I love that. I'm so phrase. tired that I just might fall asleep right here. It's like disgusting when you think about what he's actually talking about. It's so gross. But, but I love so it funny. so much. And, and of course, the Don Quixote de la Mancha bit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Love that so much, uh, catching him off guard. And then he comes back and I love it, telling Eric, he's like, Eric, I, emergency, I need your credit card. Don't ask me why, I just need it. Eric says, and then it Eric's... might be maxed out. <laughs> because I, I just help. bought a pack of gum. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, how high is the limit on Eric's credit $500, card? $500, you know it. And then he had to put a $300 security deposit because it's like a baby credit yeah. card. 
Oh my gosh. Oh my it's gosh. so funny. And so then I love the man at the front desk. He's like, okay, room 702 for former uh, Senora Quixote and currently Eric Matthews. He's like, you're, a, uh, I suppose, a man of your, you know, has many names. Yeah. Uh, and so, so yeah, so he's like, he gets in the um, elevator. He's like, there's nothing else in my way. And so, and this is like the part where it gets super, super tropey because just oh, yeah. as he's leaving, Amy and Alan come in. And I was just like, baffled as to why they decided to go to the same exact hotel where they knew their son was going to prom yeah this is choice. it's a good question maybe it's the only fine hotel experience in, their in the whole ass city of Pittsburgh, <laughs> philadelphia like come on <laughs> no i know i know no i think that what, were they trying to keep tabs is a strange coincidence were they not in the know who knows but yeah. they're there yeah, and so Amy says, oh, this is so romantic. And Alan says, well, we're not going to get a chance to do like this, you know, for a long time, which I couldn't be happier about. Um, he is, like, putting on – he is, like, very much – he's, like, too excited at this point. <laughs> Clearly trying to make up for his lack of excitement earlier. Yeah. Yeah, and so then Amy says, which have they done this before, Sarah? I think they have, where they've pretended. Yes, they have. They did the whole bowling alley thing, and yes. that's when Corey thought they were cheating on each other. And so she's like, I have an idea. Let's pretend we don't know each other. I'll go meet you in the room, or I'll go meet you in the lounge. And Alan says, okay, great. And so I'll see you later, Siobhan. He, he loves the name Siobhan. Um, and so then he gets, uh, <laughs> quick, I need a room in a hurry. And the man says... <laughs> Ah, the voice of experience. <laughs> so great. Um, and so then he says to some random lady, oh, my wife and I are celebrating. We're having a baby. And then he says, I'm going to be a father. And I'm like, but you already are one. Like, is that what you say when you're like, I think you would rather say like, I'm going to be a father again. Again. I was yeah. waiting for the again and it didn't come. Yeah. And then he like hugs this random lady. And of course, Eric, this is the moment Eric walks out and he's just like, oh, daddy. Like he thinks that he's, that Alan is cheating on like Eric can't be dumber. Like, first of all, if Alan was cheating, why would he go to the same hotel where his kid is going to prom and his other son is chaperoning? Like, why would he choose this place for his tryst? I, I, I have no answers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that we can have, so we can have the uh, room key swap later. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a device. It's a device. It's a good device. Uh, I, I love it. But it, we are definitely in dumb Eric territory. I don't know exactly how we got here. It started off last week, we think, with the word of the week calendar. And we're just going yeah. down the <sighs> roller coaster. We really are. It's unfortunate. He's really dumb here. It's fine. Um, it's fine. Uh, it's he's funny though. He's still funny. It's not, it's not horrible. No, it's yeah. Um, and so then he goes and finds Jack and he's <gasps> my father just checked into this hotel with a woman. It's not, it's not his wife or my mother. And Jack is the smart one. And he's just like, You're crazy. Like your parents are happily married. And then they're like, I saw it with my own eyes. He goes, it's prom fever. It makes everyone go crazy. <laughs> we can't even remember our own proms because we were so obsessed with what might happen after. And so Eric decides, okay, I have to go save my father. Um, and Jack is like gonna apparently like save all these children from obsessing about having sex, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but Jack has a very weird storyline. Save their prom. We're gonna save their prom. Yeah. 
I get the uh, feeling Jack like regrets whatever happened to him. I well, want to know yes. what happened. I wish it was almost like a Friends episode where they would jump back in time and show everybody's prom. That would be fun. I would love that to see Feeny's what Jack prom. did. What do you? Oh, I mean, Feeny's Feeny, prom. Feeny definitely hit the home run at his prom. Feeny's a player. <laughs> Feeny got it in his prom. Yeah. Go Feeny. <laughs> Go for it. 110%. I have no doubt. Yeah. Um, and so Jack decides he's going to like block the exit to the prom, but he's also blocking the way to the bathrooms. So, you know. Yeah, although that couple who was like, we're going to the bathroom, sure you are. No, sure. don't yeah, both that, couple, that couple was getting a hotel room. Yeah. 100%. And he doesn't, but he doesn't let Feeny out either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like what Feeny's like, oh, Jack, I, I didn't uh, didn't realize that you're going to be such a good chaperone. Like, Feeny was just. He knew that shenanigans were going to happen with them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Corey gets to his room. He gets in. He's like, ah, the key works. I've done it. And the maid is like, yeah, you forgot the girl, though. (laughs) He's like, oh, shoot. (laughs) And then for no reason, we have had nothing really to lead us to believe that Corey and Topanga as a couple are like popular uh, as a couple. But they win prom queen and king. I uh, guess maybe like I could see Topanga being super popular, but like I would think that Sean would be the popular yeah. one between Sean and Corey. I feel like I would think that I would more likely believe that Sean and Angela did or Sean and Topanga, but I guess that would be too complicated. Yeah, I think, line. I think that the like the people who are voting are maybe like, oh, but we have to if we're going to vote Topanga, we have to put Corey because it'd be yeah, awkward yeah. if it was Sean. Mary, do you remember how they did prom king and prom queen at your prom yes it was actually a pretty big thing because the we had a big movement in my school for whatever reason where we there was it was always like the same kids who were always elected to like the homecoming and prom court and it was kind of like the reason they were always elected is their small circle of friends were the only people who ever voted and like no one else oh, ever nominated yeah. oh, or voted. Wow. And so my senior year, we were like, you know, it would be great instead of having like the same sort of like quote unquote popular kids. Cause there was this group that was like, you'd look at them and call them the popular kids, but they weren't like, they didn't, it's not like they had more friends or whatever. They were just like exactly. the classic, like sort of what you'd think, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. but, like, we kind of realized by senior year, like, wait, we, everyone else, so we outnumber that group. So like, why don't we just all pick <laughs> someone collectively and nominate them and vote for them? And it was this guy named Mario who everyone loved, like sweetest guy, but had no, and probably wouldn't have gone to homecoming or prom had we not nominated him, but we nominated him, got, we, I think in lunch, like at, in the cafeteria, they passed around piece of paper, you wrote nominations. And then later mm-hmm. on, I, I seem to remember like writing you didn't vote like at prom it was like you voted in advance on a piece of paper in the lunchroom and yeah we yeah we got mario into homecoming at homecoming court he got homecoming king and then we got him prom king and there was some big snafu where like he won prom king but he hadn't bought a ticket to prom so he's like trying to get in be like i'm prom king i have i I thought i got in for free oh my gosh that's mario but it was great yeah so mario mario was and then the girl who won was like she was popular, but it was more like she was on leadership and like the head of the like service society and stuff like that. So yeah, it, they were cute. And then they danced and that was mostly, mostly everyone was like really excited to get Mario to be. Oh, Mario, <laughs> what a star. Yeah. Mario was great. He really was. That's really fun. Yeah. So they like Feeny is of course the one who has to announce it. Uh, and so Corey and Topanga win and he goes, what a surprise. And then so Topanga <laughs> makes her way onto the stage. She has the crown. 
uh, Corey like runs in, he gets a crown. And then like, as soon as like, and he's like, everyone's cheering. He's like, you told them it's like, Corey, what, <laughs> what? And they just dash out of the room. And like, I could have sworn they do like a prom king and queen dance. Isn't that like a thing? I, they yeah typically yeah but i guess they did it later on who knows yeah it's kind of the end cap of the episode but they're in a rush they have to get up to the hotel room right now they gotta do it i can understand wanting to do something after prom do they have like a a curfew like why are they rushing it's very strange that they're know. like, we have to have sex during prom. It cannot yeah. be after prom. Yeah, that was definitely not part of the equation during prom. But, I mean, who knows? I may be at the hotel. How many people stayed at the hotel, Mary? At the prom? At the hotel? I, I, don't, I don't know that anyone did. I feel like you, like, weren't allowed to. Like, I don't think they would have bought unless unless you had like parents or something who yeah. bought you a room. But I do not recall anyone staying at prom like at the hotel everyone left it was very very popular for people to go back in big groups to someone's house and like people would like camp out in tents in people's backyards or sleep in their basements it was like it was like a pretty big like a pretty normal thing maybe some people who were like younger their parents didn't want them to they would like it was like the girls would go off and have a sleepover or something Mm. but no one like really no one ever did anything individually it was all big groups for the most part yeah You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, well, we get to the hotel room, and I can I can understand why... Everybody looked at this hotel room and was like, oof, this is maybe not the mood. It is that standard motel-like room with the cheesy artwork and, like, the crusty bedspread. It's just not a place that you would romantically want to have a rendezvous. Yeah, it wasn't, like, the honeymoon suite of, like, a very... Which is funny because the rest of the hotel seems pretty nice. It was I just, know. The room was kind of. Hmm. That's what I, that's what I was yeah. thinking. I was like, for such a nice hotel, this room is like really grody. They really have to update their facilities at this hotel. I want to say like, you know, if I'm theorizing, the guy at the desk was just like, oh, they're just some high school kids. Like, who cares? We'll give them like the crappiest room that we have. Yeah, but, but then Alan and Amy Alan, get like a they, crappy room they too. They got a so. crappy room too. Yeah. I what can, maybe I'm just staying in the exact same hotels, but like I feel like you walk in and the bathroom's right there. Why is the bathroom in like the back of the hotel room? Just seems like it doesn't make logical sense. Shouldn't there be a no. window there? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> One would think. It looks a little dark safe. and dingy. It does not yeah. look nice. Yeah. Yeah. So they uh they go into the room and there's kind of a, a whole scene with them like kissing and saying I love you. But while before that happens, <laughs> we have the Eric trying to save his dad scene where he's trying to bribe the clerk into giving him information about which room Mr. Matthews is so in. So ridiculous. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. So he bribes him with a Mr. Washington 
<laughs> dollar. And I guess the clerk does. He gives him Corey and Topanga's room. So they go in there. A there's dollar. like that means a single dollar. That like he must get paid nothing if he's bribed yeah. a dollar. Well, clearly, based on later on the episode when like everyone is knocking on their door, including Hallie, he's just like giving out this information willy-nilly to them. I think he wants them to be interrupted. But Corey and Topanga, they're on the bed. They're clumsy, very clumsily trying to take off his jacket. Yeah. I don't know why she thinks she needs to unbutton his shirt in order to get the jacket off. You it's like, pull it off think- his arms. Don't pull it over your head like a straight jacket. What are you doing? Have you ever I- dressed a person? Well, okay, no, no. I thought it's his bow tie that was getting stuck on the jacket. Because don't you, like, put it inside Oh, that makes collar? more sense. Yes. So I thought that's what it was. So yeah, but no, he gets stuck in his jacket and then she's like, let me unbutton it. And she's like, I thought that that was my job. It's, yeah. actually, it's very funny. It's, it's very yeah. funny. It's cute. I will say major props to Corey for like all the constant asking of consent. Like, do you, would you mind? It, is it moving too fast? If I try to take off my jacket, can I do this? Yeah. <laughs> it's very adorable. But yeah. Eric, Eric's at the door. Uh, <laughs> Eric is messing with them Ooh, what you guys doing prom night in the hotel yeah room. <laughs> yeah alone in a hotel room and so they like kick him out and close the door and then they fall back on the bed start making out again and then of course there's eric and he just goes Ooh. <laughs> yeah opens the door and then another extremely underrated line of the episode when eric goes back to the clerk says no that's the wrong mr matthews i need my dad <laughs> he, he says well the guy jumps straight to a mr franklin we're going straight to the hundred dollars yeah. and he's like well i don't have that how about two mr lincoln's and a mystery bag maybe it's it's good maybe it's not (laughs) i would be enticed by the mystery bag like it's probably crap what in the world is in the mystery bag we don't know we will never know you get goodie bags at proms i don't understand this yeah i don't know where you got the mystery bag i think this is just like what eric has in his coat jacket like he he pulls out this bag it looks like a goodie bag but it's got like a clown picture on it and he's holding it by like a string yeah it's it's very weird is he like the new inspector gadget where he just like has all this stuff in his jacket that he's just pulling out where did the mystery bag come from what's in it is it a kid's goodie bag is there like a kazoo in there i need to know Oh, I really want, I wish that we I wish the end cap of the episode was the clerk playing with the stuff in the mystery bag. Yes, yeah. That would have been, been so great. good. Yeah, it, it top tier, top tier scene. Um, and so then we're back in Corey and Topanga's hotel room and uh they're I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. And then like, Topanga says, Wait, of what? Uh, do you love me? <laughs> 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 it's so much and then of course there's a knock at the door and uh and howie howie how did you find this room howie how did you know they were here Howie? all it takes is a dollar clerk, yeah the clerk gave it to him probably and oh he's there with jan from hertz rental car <laughs> she's i guess taking him home that's so creepy this guy is a child it, it's very creepy. jan you're a predator she <laughs> really is this episode has a surprising amount of like adult children relationship implication well, so gross. one of the main, many reasons it got banned from the disney channel oh, from probably. airing yeah. yeah probably yeah and she says i resemble her ex-husband murray what what so creepy you know it's interesting you mentioned the banning i don't think that they say the word sex once in the episode 
Yeah. Or I, I don't even know if they say virginity. It's I don't all think very so. like wink wink. Yeah. But you know, yeah. You, you definitely know. Night. Yeah, yeah, I wonder if it could have gone over any chill like probably went over some younger kids' heads if they were watching it. But of course, as like an adult yeah. and as a I don't know how old I was when I was watching this, probably like eight or ten or something when I watched it the first time. But like I knew I knew what was happening. I thought it was funny. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. And so he doesn't in Corey's like, great, okay. Great. So he shuts the door in Hallie's face and then he goes, let's get this over with before Feeney gets here. Wrong choice of words because Topanga yeah. says, wait a minute, you want to get this over with? Corey immediately realizes like what he just said. He's like, no, no, no. I just don't want any more interruptions. We've been waiting for everything to be exactly perfectly right. And and now it is. But this is like, I think leads Topanga to like question whether or not this is right. She says, maybe we need to be more spontaneous. She says, maybe one day on the way home from the library, which feels very specific <laughs> maybe she has a fantasy remember when i told you about the times when i would like when i was a kid and i would like purposely go to the creepiest crawliest area of the library and like smell the old books like maybe this is okay now it's getting weird but i'm saying yes, like, yes, maybe her <laughs> fantasy is like i'm going to bring Corey to like the darkest corner of the library and that's like where we can make out maybe this is a fantasy of hers no this checks out because when i was yeah. a little younger than this but like middle school age like i had fantasies about like like running away and i would like put on a cloak and then like run out into the woods and like hide for a little <gasps> oh, while and then come back Yes, it's the times where I'm like totally in my brain thinking that I'm in a movie by like yes. looking out the window and it's raining. Yeah. yeah it's I like think all that... I want is to wear some old fashioned heels and run down some cobblestones. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Like, this does specific. feel like something that like Topanga has like thought about before. Yeah. And... But when she mentions the library, Corey's like, oh, you need a book? I've got a book. Reaches over to the bedside table, grabs the Bible, and then looks at it and goes, ah! <laughs> that yeah. was so funny. Okay. I got to say, Ben Savage, brilliant comedic actor in this episode. Really so good. So good. Yeah. All of his mannerisms and everything, all the little, like, tidbits, so good. His He's physical like, comedy is, yes. like, really, really well done like i think we've often praised hunter strong for a lot of like the dramatic stuff that happens with sean but i i do have to say that i think that Corey is so funny physically and his voices obviously as well are just unrivaled it's like and obviously i did a horrible job because i was laughing through the whole thing too but like the part i love about the don quixote conversation is yeah. his ability to go from like exciting excited yeah. manic to like serious and trying to be cool the next like he's yeah. so good at that timing and the way that he can be timid and then be you know explosive it's so great so he's he's wonderful yeah. but uh speaking of explosive somehow they are getting confused <laughs> and they start making out again and she pokes his eye like was she grab his eyes she like grabbed his face it was very strange and it looked painful <laughs> she like mountain and the viper hymns and <laughs> and uh he's he's like okay i'm gonna go get some ice and she tells him to get some sodas this is oh my gosh this part of this episode i remember as a child watching this and like being very stressed out with this because of the yeah like, key card switch up and in my mind this is like 20 minutes of the episode it's like two <laughs> if that but it, it felt very stressful because yeah. Corey goes out to get some ice and he puts the key 
down on top of the ice machine, gets the ice, and then, like, walks around the corner to get the sodas. In that span of time, Alan, or, yeah, Alan comes out of his room, which is right next door. Come on. Oh, yeah, so this bad. is so bad. Yeah, he goes, I'll be right back, back Siobhan. Siobhan. And Eric is just standing in the elevator. And he's like, Daddy? <laughs> the <laughs> elevator doors close on his face again. Oh, This is expert that. choreography, truthfully. It is, like, this is so one good. of those, this is, like, a great, episode of a sitcom to show how to weave all of your storylines in together at the end like this does this episode does such a great job at it and I agree with you Mary it stressed me out watching it as an adult to be honest (laughs) because as soon as we get the zoom in on the key card you're like oh no 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 you know you know something bad is gonna happen and uh and yeah and so then we get um we get the mix-up of the cards and they both I do think it's realistic to like go back to because hall hotel rooms kind of look the same and so mm-hmm. the fact that their rooms are next to each other and you go to try the one card and you're like oh why isn't it working and then apparently the key cards they don't have these nowadays but they had the room numbers on them because they kind of look down at the card and then up at the, the door and i guess it does make sense that you would be like oh i just had the wrong room like they're right next to each other easy mix up um and it's so awful because then we get alan who goes in he goes come out don't be shy i'm back don't be shy siobhan um if i heard that then i wouldn't want to leave the room if i heard some creepy person like come on out and it wasn't my boyfriend i'd be like go away you rapist like leave me alone yeah like it makes more sense with Corey. I'll say very luckily, and you know, this was made for, I don't know if it was PG at the time, but luckily Alan has on a full t-shirt and and, and underwear, but yeah, Topanga comes out and he's like, ah, but Corey makes a little more sense because I feel like in his adult, maybe his mom like thinks their voices sound similar. Uh, He probably gets even more scarred seeing his mom in lingerie, which is, is, yeah that That must have been so traumatizing yeah (laughs) it was okay i will say respectfully it was a very nice little lingerie set oh she looked beautiful but yeah yeah, and my favorite part was the fuzzy shoes she had like feathery furry little heels and i'm going for like the fair faucet look also the wallpaper in the hotel room is so weird because it's like it's a sky with floating beds and I was just like, what is happening with this wallpaper? <laughs> I was like, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. So- and so I love the screaming, too. Like, everybody, I, I think that the, the scream acting is re- really, like, well done as well. Because you get, like, Alan scream, and then you get Corey scream, and, like, Topanga and Amy screaming. Everybody's screaming. <laughs> So they all go out into the hallway, well, sort of one at a time. Like, first, Alan comes out, and Eric confronts yeah. him. And because they're they're, it's not exactly playing the pronoun game, but it's very similar, right? Like, he's like, how could you do this to my mother? You thought you could get away with this. Yeah. And he's talking about cheating, but Alan it, thinks that he knows about the pregnancy. And he's like, well, no one planned it. It wasn't planned. It just kind of mm-hmm. happened. Like, one of those wonderful miracles. It's happened three times already. Eric, ah, don't talk about <laughs> like, yeah. And he's like, well, you don't live in the house anymore. It's not like I'm asking you to give up your room. <laughs> Eric, wait, you're planning to move her into the house? And then, 
And then Topanga comes out and then uh, Corey comes out. And I just love this. Topanga, oh, daddy, how could you do this to mom and, mom and Corey? And he just looks at himself and he goes, man, I'm so out of the loop. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so this is when they announce that they're having a baby. And so like everybody is very excited. Even Eric, who thinks he's going to be an uncle. Um, and this is when they choose to like, they point out like, this is the moral of the story that like, sometimes things can change in a minute that will change your life forever. And like this, I feel like this episode does such a good job. Like it is juggling so many types of storylines and, and like, uh, tropes all at the same time. Like, right. We have like a woman who is like, you know a little on the older side for having kids like surprise pregnancy okay there's your one ball then we have prom another ball then we have like virginity losing your virginity another ball like there's just so many things going on that i think like threading the needle on this type of story can be a little bit difficult but they do such a good job with it where they kind of wrap it up very like nice and neatly at the end by being like this will be told you like one little thing and boom there's a baby do you get sad when you watch these episodes sometimes and think about how like well-structured they are? Like, yes, they're cheesy. Yes, they have tropes. But the acting makes up for that. The, like, timing, the writing is so good. Yeah. And then you just compare that to things that are out now, whether it be, like, literally Girl Meets World or, like, any yeah. of the other shows that have tried yeah. to replicate the – I don't know, like the perfect balance here. And it's just, it's just sad that like, no, they, they just don't try as hard as they used to. It seems like, it seems like this just worked so much better. I feel that way with nineties movies. Like sometimes I watch things like now and then or the Truman oh, show. Love and it's, now and then. Yeah. Me, we, I love, we now covered and then. it. It's, it's I so, I think it's one of the most underrated nineties movies of all time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's just, you know, the feeling that you feel when you watch a movie like that, and it's not nostalgia, it's that they've created an environment that just mm -hmm. feels like it can transport you to that place in time. And yeah, it's almost like movies these days or shows, they just don't try hard anymore or they're not original or i was gonna say i think a lot of it is the case of like everything has been done before and so it feels a little bit like you're trying to mimic things or even in the case of girl meets world where it's like okay can we stop with the remakes and like reboots and stuff like can we just be like can we just let the thing speak for itself in the time that it was in because i agree with you mary like a show like this it's it's highly underrated in that, yeah, it's very cheesy. It is very, like, of that time period where you get the 90s tropes. But the actors are so good at what they do. And the writers are so good at weaving everything together that, like, it's perfect the way it is. And, Sarah, I think Now and Then is, like, a really great example of that. Because it just, like, puts you in that moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, makes me sad. I, it, it definitely is because people are just, they're trying to recapture something. And so they do the reboots and they don't realize, I think they don't quite realize what it was that captured everyone's love in the first place. For me, and I mentioned it last time I was on, the thing I love about Boy Meets World is the fact that it's a show about an average, everyday, normal person. Like they're going to play with the tropes and they're going to yeah. put all these things and they're going to mess with it sometimes and do the, the weird flashback world war ii episodes or whatever but like at least they 
at least they tried to center it around an average family, like average to a fault kind of family. There, there's absolutely nothing about that. No one has magical abilities or a secret talent yeah. or, you know. And they're not like out of control teens like we see in more yeah. of the drama side. Like the even the show you cover, dumb. like Riverdale, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's not off the rails wild. Yeah, there's not a mystery. No one's murdered anybody and they're hiding yeah. a big secret. Yeah, it's um, yeah. just, it's, you can look at it and you can see, like, I think the most unrealistic part of Boy Meets World, which is something that everyone talks about, is like, is when Eric becomes so stupid, but like, it's also great just in the way that he does it. And like, when you, mostly when you compare it to the first couple seasons where he seems so much more normal, but I just love it. Like, I, I love him saying there is absolutely nothing about him that makes him unique standing next to a, a, a framed uh poster of celery like that's just that's so boy meets world for me i'm like that it's yeah. so average it hurts you know and yeah. i love that but that's what makes it more relatable than a lot of these wild other shows where it's just like oh i wish i had that life when you're watching some right. of the more wild stuff but this is like well this is actually my life yeah and, and i'm looking and at boy meets world for a 22 up a uh, minute sitcom that like does try to weave in you know a plots and b plots and sometimes c plots but they all kind of usually have a similar theme they like do it in such a well like smart way they're like this episode is going to be about someone cutting off their hair and it's going to be about like you know beauty and you know who considers that to be beautiful and then etc and like that's like a normal plot line and that was what bugged me about riverdale like if you just had everyone in the same plot and picked like one thing everything would be fine but instead you gotta have 12 different murder mysteries going on at once but anyway yeah. so everything's everything's great and wrapped up at the end here uh i'd say i'm kind of surprised that amy is just like well you two have a good night and trust them it's like do, yeah. you, do you really trust that they're going to stay here and be okay like do you just think that they're going to make a decision not to stay here anymore I, I kind of liked the fact that they did trust them and they didn't, if that's the decision that Corey and Topanga made in that moment and they were going to have sex, that they weren't there as parents, they weren't going to shame them into making that decision. Yeah. I, I appreciated that. Um, and ultimately their decision was, is that they weren't ready and that they just mm -hmm. wanted to be teenagers and go to prom and have a good prom night and go dance with one another. So I, I liked that in that moment. Is it realistic that if a, two teenagers had the opportunity to spend a night in a hotel room with even their parents, like permission, quote unquote permission, or at least, uh, you know, go ahead. No, I think that most teenagers would take the opportunity to spend the night together, at least like sleep in the same bed with one another i think like that was something that i wanted to do when i was a teen but yeah i i, I liked the moment yeah I, I think it's really nice too because we get like sean and tip sean and angela like do like the nod with like Corey and topanga like neither one of them ended up doing anything which like you said sarah like take it or leave it as far as realism and, and how realistic it is but I I liked it and I really liked that their parents weren't pushy about it, that it was like, we've given you all the solid advice we can. And we even have a real life example of like what could happen. Um, But now it's up to you. And I just think like that is that is a really nice thing to see because that's not always the case. 
Um, and so even if it's not necessarily realistic, I do, I do like the storyline. I like the way it ends. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. Except we didn't get to find out what was in the mystery bag. Not that. Also, I kind of like do am curious to see where get more from Sean and Angela, like where they're at, at their in their, you know, process of their relationship. I want a little bit more, but it is about Corey and at the end of the day. So yeah. Um, love this episode. Great pick, Mary. <laughs> just just uh, probably one of my so good. favorite episodes that we've watched since the very beginning yeah you this know, whole season is great they're all such good episodes but the ones that stand out to me are the ones that really have that air of lightheartedness and iconic moments in it and the the whole scene at the hotel is just so iconic for me uh, yeah, I actually yeah. I, in my memory this was a two-part episode and that it was longer but it's not and I I, I kind of love how short and sweet it is and they just yeah. really wrap everything up it's great and you know they'll, they'll get to circle back to this discussion down the road with the virginity and everything oh yeah because i skipped ahead actually to the sixth season where another band episode uh i watched and it's uh, like um the truth about honesty which is mm -hmm. this and that was that is a dramatic episode i love that episode so good so spicy and yeah it's kind of continues this conversation a mm -hmm. whole season later we'll get there we'll get yeah. there yeah next uh next week we have things change again another uh single episode we're at the penultimate episode of the season so this whole season has been i mean i feel like yeah. it's no shocker no spoiler to say that like this is the best season of the show like we're we're at far. it we've yeah. we're very happy yeah. we're happy yeah. happy it's, happy it's so great. and we're mm -hmm. so happy that you could join us today mary this was so much fun we can't wait for you to come back and chat another episode but in the meantime where can people hear you what do you have going on Thank you both so much for inviting me on again. I love Talking Boy Meets World. It's my favorite show to to go back and watch for to prep for podcasts. It's like everything is just so happy and nostalgic. Uh, you can check me out everywhere at Frail Mary. If you go to my Twitter, you can see everything I'm posting about uh, what podcast I'm on right now covering Big Brother Canada 10 for Rob Has a Podcast. Uh, just wrapped up the Ultimatum coverage that we did over there. So make sure you check that out if you watched the Ultimatum made Ooh. by the same people who made Love is Blind. So if you enjoyed Love is Blind, if you like that tone, you'll like the Ultimatum <laughs> in terms of hot mess couples. And of course, as we mentioned, you can follow me over at Kowski Cast. That's Cow with a K to check out the Riverdale coverage we're doing for season six. Amazing. Sarah, what do we have going on over here? Yeah, of course, we have our weekly Boy Meets World and Dawson's Creek coverage. So check that out. Uh, we are uh, observing Passover by covering the Prince of Egypt with Sasha Joseph. So that was very fun. That's out. Check that out. Uh, more to come in May. So just stay tuned with that. And then over at Post Show Recaps, you can listen in to Jessica and I covering the flight attendant, the uh new so the first episode of the second season or the first two episodes of the second season is coming out this week so we will mm -hmm. be covering that lots of fun so catch us at post show recaps you can find us at shit 90s pod on twitter and instagram www.shit90spod.com and then you can find me at sarah ferguson 
amazing. Of course, you can always find me on Post Show Recaps covering the show community on community building. Um, and then coming out this week, we're starting coverage of The Wilds, which is coming back on Amazon Prime. So definitely check out all that and more over there. Um, and yeah, this was this has been such a treat. I can't wait to wrap things up on season five. Put a bow on it with the next couple of episodes because we've got even even more shenanigans in store for season five. It's such a great season of the show. Thank you again, Mary, for coming on. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you all next week. Have a good one. Bye. Shit ninety shows taught me. Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards.